changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your daily dose of Chicken Soup for the Soul inspiration to make you simply happy. It's Motivational Monday, and today I want to talk about a subject that has fascinated me. And we get a lot of stories about this. People who ditch high-paying jobs in order to find their happiness. Both of these stories come from a very popular book that we published a few years ago called Chicken Soup for the Soul, Find Your Happiness. The first story, called A Paltry Price for Personal Peace, that's a lot of peas, right? A Paltry Price for Personal Peace, is by Anne-Marie Tate. Anne-Marie tells us that working hard always came naturally to her. So it just seemed natural that she took on a high-paying job and slaved away at it for years, even though she didn't love it. She kept getting promoted, and she was given more and more responsibility. One reason was that Anne-Marie didn't know how to say no. So she always stepped up and did what needed to be done. And that led to those promotions and raises and bonuses in a nice office. But after doing this job for a decade, it was really getting to her. And it was intruding into her marriage and her home life. She was always working, even at home. She'd be up for hours at night, working at the kitchen table, only to crawl into bed exhausted, not get enough sleep, and then do it again the next day. She said that even though she got plenty of appreciation at work from a grateful senior management, her enthusiasm for living was gone, replaced by a grinding drudgery. One night in particular, Anne-Marie recalls whispering into the darkness, Please, God, help me find the path back to peace and happiness. Anne-Marie started thinking about quitting, and her husband was encouraging her to do it. He feared she was heading for a breakdown. But Anne-Marie could never find the right time to quit. There was always something important that still needed to be done, and she couldn't let her company down. Then an email arrived one day, an internal company email about a position that was available. It was for an administrative assistant for a senior vice president. That actually looked pretty good to Anne-Marie, but she knew her bosses would think she was crazy. Who in their right mind would ask for a demotion to a secretarial position from a management position? She couldn't stop thinking about it, though, and the next day she approached her boss. He warned her, you're in for a huge salary cut and you'll lose your bonus not to mention you'll be bored out of your mind. You're a leader, Anne-Marie, not a follower. How is it you think this makes any kind of sense? Well, she said, I imagine it makes no sense at all from your point of view, but from where I'm sitting, I have a few choices to make. I can choose to give up on this company and resign, or I can look at the secretarial position as an opportunity and try it. If it's not right for me, I'll resign and find something else. Anne-Marie did take that new job, and her earnings only declined 20%, and she lost a little vacation time. But from the very first day that she was in that new job, she knew she had made the right decision. She says, No office, staff, salary, or bonus check can ever replace this new feeling of waking up every morning and actually wanting to go to work. And she adds, When I leave at the end of the day, I take nothing with me, but my desire to come back tomorrow knowing that I am respected and appreciated for the contribution that I make. In another story in that book called Ripe for a Change, 
Martin Walters tells us that the job he had always loved was the one from his youth when he worked at a grocery store in the Produce area, setting out the fruit and helping customers choose the ones that were ripe. But Martin went into banking, which he didn't like, but it was a great way to support his family. He remained a banker for decades, but he never liked it, and he was always nostalgic about those days at the grocery store. Martin kept working at the bank through acquisitions and forced moves, even when he and his wife became empty nesters. And then his bank needed him to move again, and they offered him a good deal to do so, but he turned them down, and he was finally free, able to leave his job on good terms and never having to be a banker again. Martin was so happy. He loved the first few months of being jobless. It was everything he ever thought he wanted. He did every household chore and repair he could think of. He built shelving. He put up crown molding. He installed recessed lighting. But then he started to worry because he didn't actually have a new job lined up. Two years went by, and although Martin tried, he couldn't find another job in banking without moving, and he didn't want to move. And of course, he didn't really want to go back into banking anyway. Then, one day at breakfast, Martin's wife mentioned how often he had talked about working at the grocery store and how much he loved it. And then she told him there was a new grocery store opening up in their town, and they had advertised an opening for a manager of the produce department. Martin went and got that job, and now he is the happiest retired banker ever, surrounded by tomatoes and all the other produce, doing what he dreamed about for years. Thanks for listening to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast today. Tomorrow is Tip Tuesday, and we're going to talk about another person who bucked convention, this time a teacher who did what she thought was right, even though her school administration thought she was crazy. I'm Amy Newmark. If you'd like to learn more about everything going on at Chicken Soup for the Soul, our books, our pet food, our TV shows, please check out our website, chickensoup.com. Or join the 2 million other people who are following us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. <laughs>